0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Republic of Play podcast, brand new podcast with myself Darren as host and my good friend Toby. Hello. So I thought it'd be good to introduce the podcast and kind of answer the question, why are we doing one? Because that is something that actually cropped up quite a bit and it's just something that I've wanted to do for a while. I stream on Twitch and make videos on YouTube, so hopefully people know me from there. Um, but a lot of people just ask me like random questions, you know, like, oh, what do you think of this? And what do you think of this? All these like random opinions on stuff. So I thought it would just make sense to have an outlet for that where I'm not trailing off and derailing on on a stream about some other game about random topics and games. And uh, me and you go way back. We used to play games quite a bit.
1: Yeah, we've had our own own podcast before as well. Yeah, that's true. We We don't talk about that. (laughs)
0: Um, But yeah, maybe actually people might be interested to know that like, yeah, we did make videos together actually on the the road to Rome, the release to Total War Rome 2 Mm. back in obviously 2013 now. So it's quite a long time ago. We found some moderate success with that. We yeah, had like we did thousands of views on those on those yeah, videos, which is crazy for our channel yeah, at the time.
1: It was, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, Road to Rome, we had Minecraft, we had a few other you know a few other internet hits at the time.
0: Yeah, but... I mean, Minecraft had never been done before at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we we had some relative good success, and we planned on uh, continuing that with Rome 2 But unfortunately, the game just shit the bed, it was just and terrible. Uh, you actually just like left. You were Play like, was, I can't just, deal with it this. It was terrible. I not handle. I, can't I stuck like... with it, yeah, because I I bought a PC for like a lot of money at the time for me anyway my first job i bought a pc super anticipating it couldn't wait it looked awesome <laughs> if you remember <laughs> it looked awesome and then um yeah it just came out and shit the bed we did a co-op campaign as athens and sparta mm-hmm. and uh we were like ending turns and then like 20 minutes later yeah. the game would yeah anyway it was it was, it mean, was a mess
1: i mean let's put it this way. My, my current ipad's version of rome total war one is way better than rome two on pc yeah like, way
0: better so yeah so that kind of um that's where our career ended as a duo because you were like hey, i'm done with this game i'm off this i'll see you later and i kind of just stuck with it and continued on i was like i'm gonna make my own channel and complain about it yeah. and that led to me eventually getting hired and then leaving in a fit of rage Fired, fired. Is that not fired. not fired people think i was fired i wasn't i swear uh yeah no i just i just left so obviously um i thought it'd be good to kick up uh, start up a podcast again with toby just because we used to play games a lot. It's a nice excuse for me to come up here and meet up with yeah. you every couple of weeks. It's going to be a bi weekly podcast. It'll be uploaded on YouTube. That's probably where people are probably listening to it the first time. And then it should go up on iTunes as well. I've submitted it for, you know, it's yeah. under review for submission. So that should work. And we'll link it around as best as we can.
1: Yeah, yeah. We, we tend to have some strong opinions on yeah. games.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you know this about me, Toby, but I'm quite opinionated. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, so the format of the show, I think it's just good to establish that at the beginning, is essentially I want it to be a general PC gaming podcast. So it's not just specifically strategy like my YouTube channel mostly is. It's going to be just general wider audience PC gaming kind of stuff where we kind of cover the biggest topics in gaming at the time and uh, just talk about what we're playing. Just have feel-good vibes. Sounds good. Um, And I don't know, just have a little bit more positivity as well. I'm I'm considered quite negative. (laughs) And uh, I hate that reputation because I really feel like I try to give equal amounts yeah. of attention to good stuff and bad stuff and uh yeah i mean if we have to shit on the game here yeah. if it's really bad or something then obviously we'll talk about it but i mean generally a, i'd like to talk about the things that we're enjoying
1: yeah i mean that's one of your best friends i have seen probably two maybe three of your videos and <laughs> they have, <laughs> have all been very negative so uh
0: yeah, see what yeah. We can do. so um anyway that's pretty much it so let's just get into it so we have our new segment is the first segment we're going to do oh actually before we start Mm. the show is supported on patreon and that's actually the goal was to get 100 patrons and then i'd uh, commit to doing a podcast i don't think anyone really cared about what the goal was but eventually we did get 100 patrons and the show is going to release there early one day early for everyone on patreon and then one day later for everybody else so this should go up on monday and mondays every two weeks hopefully if we manage to keep a schedule we'll we'll see how that goes Mm. and then uh yeah early one day early for patrons than everyone else on youtube itunes etc uh, for everybody else um, so
1: I don't, I don't know if we have to declare for like you know some sort of legal thing that i'm a patron as well and you know, now i'm in the hot seat so
0: well hey, this is this is super awkward i thought i out, thought though. you might bring this up um your card was declined like Ooh. a year and a half ago <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> so you haven't been a patron <laughs> in a year and a half
1: Ooh, but i could awkward. never tell you <laughs> that is so <laughs> awkward
0: i was uh, so sure <laughs> no i think it i <laughs> <laughs> I think it went for like three or four months and then I don't track everyone individually but, yeah, but. recently I was going through the list because I have to make the credits for videos and i saw your name in there and i was like oh you became a patron again i looked and it was like declined 20 late 20 yeah, oh my god <laughs> Late early 2018 or something i'm literally I like, wandering oh, okay. around thinking
1: i was part of the you know the, the rome champions club no. you know that, that but yeah out.
0: i don't know why that is it doesn't really notify people about that I mean, yeah. sometimes it does apparently but i think for 10 percent of people every month it just it, yeah. cards decline i mean i was reason.
1: so awkward i couldn't just stop being a patron i had to literally close my bank account down <laughs> to, 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 to stop my patronage well it worked. Um,
0: yeah. um, yeah, so let's just so we'll start off by go, going over the news. So we got some topics. It is January, so there's obviously not much Slow. crazy news going on <laughs> right now in terms of gaming. Most people are just putting out top 10 lists, games of the decade and all that stuff. Maybe I'll ask you what your game of the decade is at mm-hmm. the end of the episode really if you can think about okay. it yeah, for yeah, the duration. Over. So yeah, we'll just get into the we've got five pieces of news here. Actually, I think it's like 10 pieces, but five of them are really quick mm-hmm. fire ones and then five that are kind of a bit more in depth. So we'll just kick it off with uh, a story that came out just earlier on in the week which is Alienmer- Alienware made a prototype portable PC that looks like a giant Nintendo Switch. And I got this from PC Gamer. And then it basically reads, uh, summary would be, at CES 2020, Alienware revealed a concept UFO. It's a handheld Windows 10 gaming PC that sort of looks like a Nintendo Switch, complete with retractable side-mounted controllers. There's a basic handheld mode, controllers detached mode, and then a docked mode, just like the Switch. In its current format, it's an 8-inch screen, slightly bigger than the Switch's 6.2-inch. No details as of yet on battery life or pricing. It is just a concept at this point. Um, I don't know if you actually looked at the article, or saw the picture of it. Did you? Did you mind? To oh, yeah, see it? I saw the
1: picture. I saw the basically yeah. just looks
0: like a big switch. Yeah. Um,
1: so to, to me, this this is just the next generation from the the Nvidia Shield or the Shield, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. From, from those guys, basically, that's what it, you know. That's what it, what it seems to be. That's what it's like. That sort of thing, kind of. Um. Would you be in
0: the market for this kind of thing? Do you think? Because you uh, have a switch. Well, I don't have. One. We can depend,
1: but I mean, I think we all know what Alienware's reputation is like for quality, price, value, all this sort of stuff compared to Nintendo's. We've got one of the best reputations. Yeah. For for, you know, for build quality, for value to the consumer, all that sort of stuff, and Alienware is a complete other end of the spectrum. But you know, they've got access to some of the best kit out there. So, but
0: do you think know. that's something you'd actually do? Would you want to play like uh, high-end PC games on definitely. the go?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that, you know that's one of the reasons why I bought the Switch, and obviously that's not you know that's not the same. But arguably, if you play something like Breath of the, you know Breath of the Wild, which shockingly you haven't played for some reason, yeah. but <laughs> something like that, it looks like even on even on Switch that looks like a, a you know a mid-range PC game. To be honest, yeah, um, I think there's always going to be a demand for something like that. It's just can they beat Nintendo at their own game? If we know Nintendo are going to be that's with the hit of the Switch. We know that's what they're going to be working on right now as well as the next version of that. So I think it's
0: quite interesting. I just thought of it as well as an idea for just a way to get your get, uh, your PC games on a big screen. Mm. You could just dock your uh, UFO, or whatever mm. they're going to call yeah. it. You could just dock your UFO at a TV, and then you're, it's just like the Steam Link, but they don't yeah, make yeah. the Steam Link anymore. No. That would be a pretty handy way of doing it if you could just like slot something into the you know to a dock that's at your TV and mm. then just play PC games on. But on then, TV.
1: then at the moment, we'll see if what. Well, understanding of what you're saying is, you can just plug in your. You can use, you know, TV as a monitor at the moment, can't you? Obviously, I know it's more clunky. You can, and but you do
0: need to have like a big cable run, I guess. Out, yeah. and you'd need a mouse and keyboard, but this would have its own controllers, right? it's got controller yeah. support for all these PC games. So I guess that would be the idea. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so. personally,
1: if the, you know, I'm sure the form factor would be good because anyway the form factor will be cool and, and cutting edge. I'm sure it'll be well developed on that front. But yeah, and I think there's definitely a market for this sort of thing, as as you know, the ridiculous sales of the Switch showed. I see that that's more low end, but. Whether they can do it better and at a better price point. And what better, do you think the you price know, point would be? I know it's complete it's speculation, be, it's be, but it would it's have to be, be a yeah, lot. It's Alienware, yeah, so it's, yeah. alien it's going to be expensive. We're talking, you know, fifteen hundred dollars upwards. You know, if yeah, upwards. even in its concept, um, there
0: it was this massive fan on the back of it as well. Mm-hmm. You can imagine it's like quite a powerful yeah, little exactly. thing.
1: Exactly. There's probably going to be. It's There's probably going to be various different versions. Probably starting at fifteen hundred. You know, that sort of area upwards compared to you know a switch starting at what was it three fifty or whatever it was. Yeah. That, you know, when that. came I guess
0: out. you got to compare it to like a. A slick gaming laptop. Yeah, really, yeah you do. For yeah. The price. yeah, yeah, right. which
1: yeah, sort of the same sort of price you're paying there as well. And I mean, Alienware laptops are starting at eight hundred quid or whatever, whatever yeah, it is. So, point. yeah, I mean, I'm interested, but pff, I, don't, I don't have much high hopes. Yeah. To be honest.
0: Um, right. So number two, Escape from Tarkov dev says the military shooter will not be getting playable female characters. This came by way of their Twitter account, and then also from PC Gamer. They wrote, "Due to the game's current popularity on Twitch, a 2016 interview with WCCF Tech." has resurfaced where a representative of Escape from Tarkov explains the developer's decision to not have playable characters is that, quote, women can't handle that amount of stress, end quote, and that the battlefield of Escape from Tarkov was a place for only uh, only for, quote, hardened men, end quote. Uh, Battlestate Games has addressed these comments in a Twitter statement explaining that the comments were made, uh, that when they were made... er a couple of years ago were misinterpreted, and the employee was subsequently reprimanded. Battlestay then followed up with two more tweets explaining that it still stands by the decision of not including female characters due to lore and animation reasons. Quote: first, there are women in EFT already—the trader, some future key storyline quests—and we'll have women as main characters. But there will be no playable female characters because of game lore and, more importantly, the huge amount of work needed with animations, gear lift, gear fitting, etc." End quote. And that's pretty much where the tweets ended. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think of that? I mean, that's quite a. Oh, the first part obviously is yeah. pretty, uh, pretty I mean, rough. I mean, first, I think there's there's uh, you so, know for those who don't know, Toby is an extremely far right leaning Boris, Boris Bojo backer. this is, this is a complete
1: <laughs> lie, brother. This is, this is that a is complete just... lie.
0: Um, but yeah, I think I think there's no way
1: in hell that those comments were not were not were not a joke where they were made. They must have been. Obviously, I haven't seen the the clip or whatever it was. This thing women sure. can't handle that amount of yeah. stress. But surely that was a joke from <laughs> he's, he's, the guy said it's a game developer. I mean, he's not Chris. he's not a frontline soldier himself. I mean, no. Um, so I find it. I'd be 99 sure they're a joke that, that have been subsequently. You know, they did say he was misinterpreted. As yeah, I mean, was, I mean, obviously, it's still a ridiculous thing to say. But I, I, I personally reckon he was having. you making a joke, and, and he, you know, and he they took it too far. um <laughs> You know, into in <laughs> I don't know where to start. This stuff. I mean, that's just—it's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? But I can completely understand the company not wanting to commit to more work for essentially an arbitrary reason in yeah. a game like this. Um,
0: so we're playing. I've been playing the game recently mm. again. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, the amount of web like not just weapons, but armor and clothing yep. that you can fit to your body, I can imagine. I saw some people saying like, "Oh, well, you know, couldn't they just have like the male's body which just like a female head and mm-hmm. just have everything just work." I guess you could, right? I mean, but they, they're like real attention to detail, yeah. realistic hardcore Milsen. So I do feel like they would want like yeah. separate uh, skeletal animation, yeah. I guess, for female characters or smaller characters or bigger characters. I mean, that, the that case seems like being. it would
1: be the opposite. That would just please no one would just doing it badly. Is, you know that's, Exactly, that's yeah. So,
0: yeah, it would look weird, yeah. I think.
1: But it, to me, it just seems like, you know, as I said, you may have a different take than me. You play it a lot more than me. But to me, it, you know, it's not an RPG. It's not a game where, you know, it really matters beyond, you know, beyond elements, what your character, you know, looks like is motivated by any of this sort of stuff. It's irrelevant. It's not a game where, you know, you're going to struggle. An example, if if there are only women models, I don't think you'd have many men going, oh, I'm struggling to play the game because I'm Mm. a woman, you know, and it's a different mindset, you know, um, I think it's kind of pointless for them to shoehorn it in at this, you know, point for, for more or less no reason. Um,
0: what do you think of the whole conversation surrounding that kind of thing? Do you feel like when you play a game that you need to have your self-represented? I think self it completely depends on the
1: game. I think it completely depends on the game. If there's there's a lot of good, you know, RPG stuff where I think it's fantastic is great. There's mm-hmm. some something like Fallout 4, as much of a car crash as that game is, on nearly every other respect, they've implemented the whole two genders thing very, very well in that, you know, in, yeah. in that with completely whole new voice arcs, and all this stuff. Another Assassin's Creed Odyssey, um, once again, completely you can choose the gender at the beginning. They're both really well fleshed out. I think most people actually think that they. Um, I forgot what my name is, but the the, the female <laughs> character, the, the female character is actually the better voice actor. I played it, to her. I thought she was the better voice actor, the better better story. Yeah, most people stuff. seem to agree with that. Um, but you know, in other games, I think it's completely irrelevant. I think it's arbitrary. A game like this is a, as I said, as a you know, as a mill sim, it's completely you know, it's completely pointless. Um, is my personal opinion.
0: Yeah, I would I'd be inclined to agree. I mean, it's easy to say like I don't care about it because mm. I guess there is a male in it, but I I actually don't think if I was playing as a female, I would care. You're in no. first person. You don't really look at your character too exactly. often. You do see it in the menu, I guess, yeah. but it's not that important. For me, but, anyway.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I mean. I, I and it kind of bothers you're...
0: me a little bit that people even bring it up for a game like that. Absolutely. Um, whereas yes, really I think good. it is more relevant for RPGs where you're role-playing a little bit more. And maybe even, you know, there's a, there's a case to be made for Grand Theft Auto has been mm-hmm. around for so long there's never been a female Playable lead, yeah. But I always, I always think if they can just if it's what their vision was at the time and their yep. story, then I'm happy for it to be whatever it absolutely. is. Absolutely, you know. They had a gay guy in the in one of the DLCs or whatever, yep. and it fit the story. You know, yeah, it didn't absolutely. feel like they were pressured to do yeah, that. It every, just made sense for what it was.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, there is too much, you know, people up in arms about this sort of stuff mm. these days. When there are so many good female protagonists in, in, in gaming, I don't think there's any need to shoehorn them in, in in a game like this. If it's a if it's an RPG where you're going to spend you know, 200 hours looking at the back of the man, and it can be customized however you like, then yeah, it's fantastic to have, have both options. But otherwise, you know, enjoy the fact there's a strong female or male protagonist in, you know, whatever scenario and take it from there.
0: Yeah. All right, so we can move on to number three.
1: So this, I, I know nothing about this one, so I'm interested to hear about this. I know
0: quite little about oh, it.
1: Alright, <laughs> this is going to be a good thing.
0: <laughs> I've done some research. So Steam is making big changes to the way it handles game soundtracks. Now, it's a minor story in the first place anyway, so it's not that big of a deal. But uh, Steam now supports the purchasing of soundtracks independent of their games, at least for new releases. No longer will soundtracks be listed as DLC. So this is only a problem because, I guess, um, if you're buying a game... If you wanted to get a soundtrack as a pre-order bonus or something like that, it had to be considered DLC. You couldn't mm. just buy the soundtrack separate of the game. You might have had the game, for instance, uh, excuse me, on another platform or something. You just wanted to get the soundtrack. I don't know who or why this happens, but it does happen, I guess. And uh, there was no avenue for you to do that. You'd have to buy the game. You can't buy oh, DLC see. without a yeah. game. So... Uh, For the briefing, BC Gamer listed some bullet points about Steam's blog post. Customers can now purchase soundtracks without purchasing the base game. Customers can now download soundtracks without downloading the base game. Customers can browse and manage their own and downloaded soundtracks directly from uh, the new Steam library. And customers can configure a Steam music directory where all soundtrack content content will be placed Rather than having to locate it in subdirectories of game content, mm-hmm. developers can upload and manage soundtrack content entirely through the partner site, and uh, they can sell soundtracks where the base game itself is not available for sale anymore on Steam. So. I mean, there's no hot takes for this no. or anything. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone's just, gonna
1: have a problem with that. It seems like an incremental upgrade. It seems like you've now got you know your own your own independent library for 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 OST and soundtracks, which is good. Yeah. Um,
0: are you a fan of Game Soundtracks? Do you listen to it on Spotify or anything like that? I don't.
1: Well, actually, to be fair, the, the some I do, there are the occasional songs will grab me, and I will go and because I mean, you know, you know straight away as soon as you pick up it, there's gonna be a diversion on Spotify. It's gonna be a and There are a few, but. I'm not someone that goes and listens to whole you know, soundtrack albums. Or anything. That's never really been my thing, personally.
0: But um. Yeah, I mean, it seems straight, pretty straightforward. It seems like a decent like, little upgrade side thing. Uh, it's weird, though. Some games do it di- a bit differently as well. Um, I know Paradox games typically just have a soundtrack folder in the game directory, and then you oh, can right. just copy the files yourself. They let you do it. So I feel like some developers have already figured out a workaround. But it's nice that I guess it has proper functionality. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four. The respawn vo- boss Vince Zampella is taking over Dice LA to head up work on a new game. Vince Zampella, co-founder of Apex Legends and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, developed uh, as a bit of an error in the text there. Developer Respawn Entertainment. Oh yeah, I see. Vince Zampella, co-founder of Apex Legends, <laughs> and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, will head, we'll head up EA Dice's LA-based studio. The Los Angeles Times reports. The reason we're laughing. Is because I fucked it up saying it like three or four times because there's an error, a text error. Anyway, my bad. Under Zampala's leadership, EA plans to expand the outfit and have it release an original game. Quote, we will probably rebrand, uh, unquote, Zampala says. Quote, we want to give it a new image. We want people to say this is a destination you can go to and make uh, new content. Uh, I think they've gotten the branding that they... I think they've got the branding that they are the support studio for Dice Stockholm, and they mm. want to change that. I think rebranding is important for showing people, "Hey, come work here. We're gonna do some amazing things." Yeah, I don't know why I struggle so hard to read that. But uh, oh, so okay. essentially, Vince Sampala of Call of Duty, Infinity Ward, Fame, and now Apex Legends and Jedi Star Wars or Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order got a pretty good track record. Yep. He's uh, still gonna be the CEO of Respawn, but now he's taking over Dice LA. He's gonna rebrand it, and they're gonna work on their own stuff instead of being more of a support studio. So there's not much else to go on other than that. Um, I guess kind of one of the questions at the moment is, will it be a Star Wars game? Will it be a first-person game? Vince Zampella, known for FPS, so you could imagine probably going to be some sort of FPS game that they're going to be working on. Uh, Although it could be a Star Wars game. It could be both.
1: I mean, yeah, sounds, sounds good news to me. I mean, DICE obviously is in a bit of a rough spot at the moment, it seems like, you know. So they've fallen down from their 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 high horse that they were on a few years ago. Mm. I mean, there seems to be nothing but negatives about Battlefield and things like that at the moment. That seems to be a complete car crash in the community currently. Um, unlike obviously Respawn, who are on a massive massive high. Apex Legends, Star Wars: Fallen Order, which is absolutely fantastic. Really loved it. Um, Titanfall one and two, obviously both fantastic. So, you know, I, I, we, we don't know what Dice LA they've been working on, but it sounds like obviously just some, you know, probably maybe some multiplayer aspects or whatever they've been doing for yeah. for for main Dice. So, it'd be good to see some more stuff out of him, to be honest. And the more stuff he's managing. If it's maintaining sort of the Respawn Entertainment quality, then...
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, Respawn are on such a great upswing. Yep. I for- completely forgot about Titanfall 1 and yeah, 2, because I just think of Apex Legends, was is then sort of like a spin-off of mm. Titanfall. Yeah. Originally, it was meant to be anyway. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I look forward to seeing what they're working on, because they are they seem to be a quality studio. And then, I guess, yeah, with DICE LA under Vince Sampella oh. now, it should be interesting to see what they're going to do. Have you
1: played Fallen Order? I have interest. Nope.
0: No. Yeah, I was going to say, so two of their games are in for the running of... Uh, game of the year for a lot of people mm-hmm. so there's Jedi Fallen yeah. Order what was the other one? Apex Legends, Apex yes, Legends some people yeah. said that as well yeah so two really high quality games it's actually amazing that, considering the studio size that they were able to put out like such a yeah. big triple A game like the Jedi Fallen Order and then also the Apex Legends also, Fallen Order I
1: think I, I said I, I, you probably weren't following that much you may not have been but I, I wasn't it was expected nothing good was expected of it to be honest it looked yeah that's all why the, um, <laughs> all, yeah, all the teasers that were released it looked you know it looked it looked nice but it looked very generic not interesting at all and i think there was very little hype from it from that respect but then mm. after release it was absolutely phenomenal was a fantastic game it's basically a you know a dark souls i hate to use that phrase it's yeah. so, so cliche but a dark souls-esque game uh, you know, set in the Star Wars universe, they've confirmed it is you know it's all canon. So if you're a Star Wars nerd, it adds a lot of background there and a lot of in- interesting stuff all around, like Order sixty six and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and generally, it's just a fantastic game, Gordon, probably probably one of the best looking games released, you know, ever really. And it's a great game. Yeah, play.
0: I remember seeing uh, seeing it at E three and it did look super generic and super bland. Absolutely. Like that's where they had that ten minute gameplay, yeah, and it's yeah. just walking around. And like super generic enemies and mm-hmm. fights. So they seem to not show off that game really well. It's like I still haven't actually looked into it because I know I'll get it eventually. Mm-hmm. I just haven't I don't want to spoil anything yeah. for myself, but I know that there's you visit multiple planets, you can go Absolutely. back and forth and things yeah. like that. So it's
1: it's um you know, it's not quite free roam or open world, that'd be a push, but it's it's very broad as in you can you can visit planets in a you know there's what, five planets or so, you can visit them in whatever order you choose. Mm-hmm. Obviously only some parts only unlock at different times, all this sort of stuff, but it's not it's not linear. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. I think every all the reviews have been you know nineties plus. I think for it, it kind of came out of nowhere and was fantastic. Did you finish it? Yeah, I finished it. it's Absolutely brilliant. Huh. I finished it in more or less. It's, not, not, the, it's not the longest DLC? game. It's,
0: it's fairly short. It's probably you know. Did it, it set itself up for like DLC or anything? Do you know? Um,
1: yeah, I, I did. I think there will definitely be. I don't know if they. I don't know if they can do DLC. They haven't said anything about DLC yet, and it's been you know it's been six eight months or you know, it's, whatever it's been. Yeah. Um, but there will definitely be a second one. I'd be very surprised just on the goodwill of this. And if if yeah. they made that game, you know.
0: On the topic of Star impact. Wars, have you been watching the Mandalorian?
1: I haven't watched The Mandalorian. I have. I have just seen the new um, the new movie. I saw that over Christmas. The last, oh, the last, Star-, the last yeah. Star Wars movie in the you know in, in this thing.
0: Till we did quotation marks. Yeah, in quotation marks because I mean <laughs> there'll be more obviously,
1: but that's that's supposed to wrap up the entire story arc that started sure. thirty years ago. That's supposed to be the end of forty years ago. That's the yeah. end of it. Um, Rogue One, wondering. best Star Wars. Rogue One was very good. no not ever. Yeah, well, no, obviously not. That's definitely. madness. That's that's definitely that's, that's absolutely ridiculous. Um,
0: Best star. Wars. I mean,
1: you know, the speaking was. of
0: star Wars and then again and respawn. Yep. People have said like Star Wars Battlefront Two is like come a long way and it's apparently it way way better now. So I played it. I played it recently. a little bit. I still don't like that star card system progression no, thing. Neither. But um, I mean, they have apparently turned the game around for like yeah. quite a lot of people who do play, it, and you know, they've definitely turned uh, the negative. They've gotten goodwill on their side now with players, mm. I think, for that as well.
1: I, I mean, I was never the biggest fan of the way they've done it. I mean, I, I, people like it, but I still never like the fact that obviously I played I played um, Battlefront one and two, you know, the originals to death um, yeah. a lot, of, you know, a lot, um, and I didn't like the fact that the new one is so reliant on you know the the heroes, the hero ships, the heroes, yeah, and all that stuff because they come on, you know, they get twenty five kills as Darth Vader or whatever. And it just, although that's completely lore friendly and it makes complete <laughs> sense, of course, Arbata's going to do that to you. It pulls you out of the game. Come back, come, I think, you know, back in the, the originals, when you know, the best you could be was a slightly better version of the, of the basic, you know, the basic clone trooper or the basic storm mm. trooper, whatever.
0: Well, I, you, there was you heroes know. in the old ones as well, didn't there? You could play uh, as Dark Baby.
1: Um, I can't remember. But if, yeah, if they could, were, they were no I think one it was only as, in two, not in maybe, one. Maybe, maybe. Because they weren't. They obviously weren't as dominant as they were, I don't think they were. Because I, 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 all, all I know is I find it way more noticeable now. Whatever, yeah. whatever it is, I find it a lot more noticeable than the newer ones. But, um, it definitely is better than release just get, obviously. just get good I know that is always the solution but.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah no I agree I didn't really like the fact that like you're building up points and then you spend them and you yeah. just have these heroes and stuff I, I kind of agree I wish it was more like I also kind of no no one probably really asked for this but mm. I kind of wanted it to be just first person just mm. like a battlefield yeah, playing yeah. Star Wars yeah uh, it's the fact that third person is the thing you just see people like rolling around all the time to yeah, dodge yeah, shots and then peeking corners uh, it's a little frustrating I
1: don't, I don't know if you remember this but anyone listening if anyone is listening um you know, millions, of people, million, millions of people. Millions, millions of people. Um anyone who played the original. I think it was this, uh, Battlefront Two, and they had the gal- um, Galactic Conquest mode, which was the best mode ever. Oh yeah, where you took over oh, planets yeah. across the galaxy. You could choose resources, different places. You know, if you captured one area that produced, you know, vehicles, you would have vehicles, and the next thing, and all this sort of stuff. I mean, that game set. You know, on the Battlefront, uh, you know, on the current modern Battlefront, and and um, you know, Frost, uh, what's it, Frost, um, Frostbite, Frostbite yeah. engine, would be absolutely fantastic. And that's a, what a lot of people wanted, but. Hey, it's, it's alright so you know they're yeah. ready
0: to me um, alright so we'll just keep going with the news these ones are just more rapid fire we're not going to spend as long on these ones but number five Frictional Games uh, they have a weird teaser on their website right now I think it's nextfrictionalgame.com I think uh, and it's like a little embryo that's just slowly over time it's like kind of morphing and growing into something so Frictional Games for those who don't know they made Amnesia and then Soma and then Penumbra before Amnesia actually yeah. as well So just known for being a really high quality great horror studio SOMA is supposed to be awesome I bought it I never played it
1: I I mean I'm 50-50 on SOMA I haven't finished it but I've played it a good bit and and it is good I mean um, to be honest I didn't finish it I I knew I was never going to so I looked up the twists and stuff because I wanted to know the story Um, and I liked SOMA it was good but it was nothing on Dark Descent Dark Descent I mean I haven't slept properly since Dark Descent I don't think um, and um, you know Amnesia what was it a Machine for Pigs which wasn't as good as Dark Descent but oh, was yeah. also very very good and this, whenever I hear like pigs squealing now I do have like Vietnam War flashbacks <laughs> to, to, to Amnesia so I will probably play this I won't I will keep the lights on because it yeah. will ruin my sleep again for a few months but yeah it'll be good yeah as you said very high quality you know absolute fan favourites amongst the community everyone loves their games yeah looking
0: forward to it uh, so number six The Witcher 3 breaks the 100k concurrent players on Steam for the first time obviously off the back of the show's Netflix show's success mm. uh, there's not really much too much to say about that but um, yeah I think they were just under 100k was like the original peak was yeah, something around so. there and uh, yeah they broke 100k I, I mean
1: we'll, we'll bring up a little bit later when we talk yeah, about the games we're playing so I want to talk about The Witcher again but yeah good on them fantastic
0: alright number seven Dota 2 drops to its lowest player count since January 2014 have you ever played Dota?
1: not interested not interested um, not I mean, a MOBA to be fan? honest I'm more I was always a League of Legends guy and that that, uh, that was always the choice you chose one or the other and I've, I've played Dota i enjoyed Dota but it was just it never stuck with me the same way League of Legends did so nothing wrong with it I mean it's always been you know that's always been the biggest esport really it's been you know it's always the, or the biggest prize pools anyway and that sort of stuff it's worth mentioning um, as
0: well actually sorry to cut across but their mm. lowest player count number is still mm. like 600,000 players yeah too, I mean so we, we know it, it's still <laughs>
1: massive it's just never quite scratched the itch for me but you know i like it good good for them i said they, i know they've they got high production values high quality and you know uh, well see they've come out with
0: something like dota underlords recently and that yeah, hasn't yeah. performed too well I've and then they did that, that uh, card game spin-off yeah. and that failed uh what's it, yeah. artifact
1: things things they think- both have because league of legends have launched their own sort of chess based thing as like spin-off as well yeah league um, are making a
0: bunch of games in their universe they're making yeah. an fps and everything
1: yeah yeah i mean they've got a lot of money uh, also that fps is really good by the way i don't know if you've seen the, the trailer it's only totally really like technical stuff at the moment but it looks interesting I mean it looks like Overwatch it looks like
0: the early Overwatch stuff when they showed that as well yeah very same thing um number eight on the subject of player counts Destiny 2's Stadia population has dropped by more than half since launch I think it was on launch something like 18,000 so pretty low relatively speaking yeah and now it's down to like below eight um, the interesting thing to note would be that on the PC, it's dropped by maybe like five or six percent, very minor drop mm. in the players, whereas on obviously on Stadia, it's dropped by over fifty percent. Yeah. Uh, so you didn't even know it was on Stadia.
1: I didn't know it was on Stadia, but I do play Destiny 2 and I played it. Right. You know, more or less since it, you know, since it launched. Well, have um, you
0: any interest in Stadia? Tell the good people. I don't really know about Stadia too much <laughs> to be honest I've stayed completely
1: out of Stadia I haven't really right
0: so Stadia is basically for those who don't know it's like a streaming platform right on PC mm. so the idea it's run by Google yeah you know that yeah, yeah, yeah. okay
1: so so but, I, I, I know I know I mean, vaguely
0: know what it is yeah vaguely so it launched I think in November mm. and uh, it's just seen as like largely kind of a failure it's obviously yeah. a streaming service for high-end PC games and you have to buy the games through it as well as pay a subscription yeah and then buy a controller I mean
1: that sounds so it's... terrible straight away well yeah so I mean there's been a few stay obviously I use PlayStation now for a while. I've that's that's a budget version of this and still has its own issues. They I can't remember what the service is called now, but a good four years or so ago I used a st- PC streaming service. On live? Uh, uh yeah on live exactly Obviously, that that's gone now that that you know disappeared. But even that was only a subscription, nothing else and you could play it with all the existing yeah. kit, etc. So I appreciate what we trying to do, but I've heard no no real positive feedback around it. it was,
0: that, what would it need to do? To get well, well know, I mean, straight away. I
1: mean, just the fact you need you need its own proprietary controller is a big issue already. I mean, if you make, I said, I, I don't know the technologies. I don't know if you can make it compatible with an Xbox controller or, a piece, or you know or whatever it yeah. is. Because that would anyone more or less anyone who's playing PC games on top of an Xbox has an Xbox controller. Mm-hmm. Um, Not me. Yeah, I mean that's disgusting. You know, how much, they're so good. PlayStation, you're control. playing Witcher with mouse and keyboard. No,
0: PlayStation control. Okay. Oh, Steam well. works with PS4 yeah, yeah, controllers
1: now. Yeah. So I'm old school. I know it, but <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's already a massive hurdle straight away on top of yeah. everything there. And I, I also, I just you know, I love the idea of streaming, but I think a lot of people haven't really caught on to that aspects and the possibilities there yet. Mm-hmm. Well, i feel like the latency
0: is still always i feel like yep. video quality and latency is still just kind of an issue i've been mm-hmm. using i used ps now a few months ago just yep. to test it just to see how it gotten any better and it was like way better than i thought it was yeah, going to be yeah. but still not as good as just playing on no, PC. It's, no it's not as good so it's just for people that maybe don't have a pc see the, their big selling point is you don't need a pc yeah. right? you just have a tv and a controller mm-hmm. and then you're good to go so i think for people like that maybe in the future yeah. it'll it will start to catch on i think it's a slow burn for them mm-hmm. but at the moment, it seems with their pricing model and everything it seems really, really bad.
1: I think to, to be honest, at the moment, you know, when the, you know, the the endings, you know, the end of the current console life cycle at the moment, everything else is, is shortly coming out. Most anyone who's really got interest in gaming, and if even if it's not PC, they've got a they've got a PlayStation, they've got an Xbox in the living room. You know, people who are really big, you know, big into PC gaming, they have a gaming PC, of one of one you know quality or another anyone who's a casual gamer has a PS4 or an Xbox in the, in the, and and they're probably not going to go and spend whatever it is and subscription and buying games on a new service yeah um, I agree at the end of the day I think that's probably the problem
0: uh, so number 9 Frostpunk is coming to Game Pass
1: excellent don't Great need game. to
0: really expand on that any further but that they've just tweeted it out they didn't say when so Frostpunk is awesome they're it's actually on.
1: what? it's on there already oh is it? Yeah. yeah. oh right I, I saw yesterday it was on there
0: oh nice yeah I wrote this a couple of days ago so I guess wow that's cool to know um, yeah, they've got a DLC coming out called The Last Autumn in mm-hmm. late January, so I guess it's to co- coincide yeah. with that. And then number 10 would be The Lunar Sale is coming to steam on the 23rd of January, so hold off on purchases until yeah. then.
1: And yeah, <laughs> if you miss it, there'll be a sale again about three weeks later. Yeah, it's crazy. Steam, there is always a sale.
0: I mean, for the winter ones especially. Like, yeah. there's What was it before the winter sale? There's some other awesome event. Sale, something like that? I, I can't It might have just been, yeah. Maybe, it but just I been mean, the so, there's a sale
1: every two months it just it seems pops. like
0: around November December January does a sale yeah, yeah. like each I mean, month for like over a week I mean to be honest, we all
1: know this is Steam unless it's a new release never buy it at full price anyway because nice. just stick it on your wish list get notifications about when the price drops Bang, and you'll be gold. But brilliant.
0: Pretty much. And speaking of noteworthy releases, so this is where we move on to new releases. And if there's anything like uh, major, that's the mm. kind of games that I've kind of hoped that we talk about and cover, and maybe we'll have played them. We haven't played any on this particular I mean, list. this is January. Remember, this is January. It is January, yeah, exactly. So I, I noticed. Coming up. I noticed three that were, like, you know, doing pretty well and selling pretty well. And then had decent uh, amounts of reviews, sort of. So one's just called Gemcraft Frostborn Wrath. It's currently got 80% positive on Steam. Only had a couple hundred reviews, so it is a smaller like indie game. It's a tower defense game. it, It calls itself the epic tower defense dark fantasy journey continues. Create powerful gems with various abilities and take on the battle against endless flowing army of monsters. And face the growing darkness as you fight your way towards the Spirit Forge. Then there's Monster Hunter World Iceborne, which is a DLC. Did you play Monster Hunter?
1: I did play Monster Hunter, and I've, I've heard of, I haven't played the DLC this DLC, but I've heard very good things about it. To be honest, I've read Monster Hunter World reviews. is
0: Capcom's best-selling game ever.
1: Yeah, I played. I played about. 20 hours of it I, and I, I came to, like a lot of people did with this Monster Hunter because Monster Hunter has been one of these things where it's been massive for a long time mm. amongst its own community um, obviously this one branched out so I went into it completely blind this time I enjoyed it it was good and to be honest it just fell by the wayside because there was other stuff there I,
0: could,
1: yeah. I was when this DLC launched and I read the reviews You know, doing very very well I thought i will probably pick it up again at some point and, and get stuck because there's, there's a lot of content there in Monster Hunter
0: so this DLC it says a diverse locale rich with endemic life numerous monsters that prey on each other and get into turf wars A new hunting experience making use of the densely packed environment, Monster Hunter World, the game that brought you a new style of hunting action is about to get even bigger. With the new expansion, it's at forty percent mixed reviews. So really, I mean, <laughs> yeah. t- I three thousand reviews at forty percent. I didn't look at why, but that's just honest, the, at. the main.
1: The main source I tend to use for PC reviews is Rock Paper Shotgun. I, yeah, I mean,
0: Steam reviews are sometimes they can be good, yeah. but late like, I don't know. It's yeah, I mean, it, it I mean, I be mean be I
1: Metacritic that's just absolutely pointless because I mean, oh, pe- yeah. people get zero stars. Like my favorite character wasn't in this one. Zero stars. Me?
0: <laughs> Metacritic, is crazy. it's just awful. I can't believe like at companies people get bonuses and stuff know, based on Metacritic. not not based on the user score, but still like still just based on what different places it's so so arbitrary
1: but I said it's it's the user scores that I still think people in lines to talk about the user scores of Metacritic and that just blows my mind because they're so arbitrary Um, I like the
0: Steam user scores most of the time but lately yeah Steam 10 is generally better lately they've just kind of gone all over the place with the library update they let you review from the library and Mm -hmm. then with their sales they gave you tokens or whatever to review so so all games went up to like overwhelmingly positive Mm -hmm. as people wrote one word reviews (laughs) so it kind of broke the system for a while so But,
1: um, um, but I'm not surprised to hear that because I said Montana is such a. They've got a massive community that if you're not part of it, you wouldn't really even think about it. But it's a huge, you know, it's, yeah, it's no, massive it's... franchise. has been going for, you know, 15 years, whatever it's been going for. So. I guess they'll probably know a lot more about it. If they don't happy, then yeah. that may be something going on behind the scenes.
0: Uh, and then there's this other interesting-looking game called The White Door. It's got 96% positive reviews. I think it had about 1,000 reviews. Enter The White Door and discover Rusty Lake's universe in a new game with a unique style. Explore Robert Hill's dreams and help him find his lost memories. Can you survive a strict daily routine and bring back color to Robert's life? So I, I don't really know actually much about no, that game, about but that. it has a really interesting art style. Yeah. And uh, it's again, just some sort of kind of smaller indie game, mm-hmm. I guess, for a January release. Uh, but then I found two pretty hot releases. That I want, Ooh, that these I, are spicy. I want Toby to read for us. Take your time. Okay, so I'm, Enjoy I'm
1: gonna, it. I'm gonna read this I? So, first, uh, you know, important release of, uh, of of this season is Lust Epidemic. A student of East State University named Brad finds himself stranded at rival college, Saint, Saint Dame University, during a hurricane that's unexpectedly changed course and struck the town. That sounds terrifying. While exploring the ancient and creepy campus grounds, you'll discover, uncover, sorry, many mysteries and secrets, as well as some sexy fun. Dave, that's a very weird sentence. Um, In Lust Epidemic, you will navigate around the campus and find items and clues that will unfold a mystery as you problem-solve your way through the game and build your relationships with the women you find yourself trapped with. (laughs) <laughs> this is a bit, I'm amazed. This is actually. Have you looked what, it up on Steam? I haven't. I haven't looked it up. But this, Dude, so, it's so insane. Is this the description that they've written about this yes. game? Oh my god, yeah. this is terrifying. This sounds like a five year old has written. You'll uncover uh, many mysteries and well.
0: secrets. Dot, dot, dot. As well as some sexy fun. It, does, yeah. <laughs> so it sounds big. So creepy, if you look at like the screenshots like for this, if I yeah. can paint a picture, it's hardcore. Hardcore Really? I can't even describe oh it It's too bad But oh it's like
1: just fucking I
0: never understand I it's never understand These games graphics. I never understand that. The
1: people who are Buying these games Like Dude, they are ridiculous
0: I don't even Yeah it doesn't From the screenshots It's hard to tell What you do in the game Other than just I can imagine fuck. What you do in this game
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine What you do Oh this anyway, sounds yeah, so Absolutely So everyone should go terrible. Check that
0: one out Lust epidemic Lust, I, I
1: mean the, okay, so the Positive t- reviews I, I mean I mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> So all I can say is The customers are happy <laughs> They're satisfied. They know know their fan base. They're fair enough. Fair play to them. So, I mean, the title for this second one is is probably the best title of any game. And I'm amazed we should have released a game with this. So, the title for this game is Hentai Nazi. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think that sets the tone, really, for for what to expect from this particular title. Um, So, as they have described themselves as, Hentai Nazi, it's not just for you. (laughs) <laughs> this
0: doesn't make any sense. Make this sense. whole paragraph just makes no sense. It
1: smells like a groin. It's an unusual shooter, but to be honest, it's just a mem game of the year. Love memes? Do you like it? There's <laughs> punctuation in this. Do you like Easter eggs? Do you like various jokes? Oh yeah, you love them. <laughs> <laughs> then you just have to go and hentai Nazi and find everything. I repeat, everything! Exclamation Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Memes, jokes, and Easter eggs. What a disaster of a Whoa, but it's got 93%. It's got 93%. Over 1,000 reviews.
0: That is mental. So it's a, just from looking at screenshots, it's like some sort of multiplayer Mm. shooter arena game where you can play as like a priest Hitler and hentai Nazis that fight him as well. Yeah. Sound, I mean, there's this, a thousand, you know, satisfied customers yeah. here as well, and uh, you can do- download the optional DLC yeah. to get everyone naked. I so, mean, want. to be
1: honest, this sounds like a DLC for Wolfenstein. That's why this, this, how this, you know, it sounds like a DLC for Wolfenstein. That's kind kind of, of how it works. Pretty I mean. much. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well. But yeah, they also have that. Well, optional.
1: I mean, I think obviously everyone's gonna be picking both of those up based on. Our-
0: would you pick up the optional DLC to remove all clothing
1: oh I don't I, would, I did not think that came with standard I mean what, I don't know how much that cost Darren but I'm not buying it without the DLC I might think the GOTY edition to be honest I think that's probably going to
0: people complain about Total War's blood packs <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean there's a blood pack in this too you still want to
0: oh see it. Oh. oh god all right so that's pretty much it for the new releases like we said it's january it's a bit light on the releases but i love going through some of the crazy ones that come out i mean i just couldn't it was on the top selling so yeah. i had to i had to bring it
1: up. i mean i never look at the top selling there's always some weird stuff on there it's a weird list it's a different culture it is a, it's a whole different group
0: um so i thought we'd just talk about it briefly yeah, now for what we've been playing I'm just mm-hmm. let me check the oh that's gone off I'm No, sure but it's, it's fine yeah I'm sure we're fine, fine. These,
1: these are still taking that's just the screen
0: all right we're back toby just needed a bathroom break it's gone a bit hot Hot down below, a little oh, sweaty down Hentai below. After that. I was getting a
1: little bit excited.
0: All right, so I thought we could uh, yeah move on to now what we've been playing. So um, we've both been playing Witcher three, mm. so we could lead off there. Um, I've been playing it to, uh, to stream it. People asked me to stream it, mm-hmm. and then over the Christmas break, I thought it'd be good just yeah. to just randomly basically play that game. I actually haven't watched the series, the TV show. So you haven't
1: seen it? Nope. Oh, so I thought on.
0: I thought it'd be best to play the game and then watch it. It just seemed to make more sense S- to do that.
1: No, well to be honest, probably the opposite because oh really, the Witcher three is set. Considerably after Witcher one, uh, the, sorry, the Witcher the TV show in the in the in the series. Oh, okay. And so although it's not, I've played the second one as well, and I, I dabbled in the first one, so I know I know the story fairly well. But so although it's not completely linear, and the TV show has interwoven a few different stories just to make it into a TV show, mm-hmm. it's still more or less we are still generally speaking way in the, in the TV show. Sorry, way way behind The Witcher three. We're way right. before that's happened. Um, you know, at the moment. So to be honest, it, from a story perspective. You know, you'd actually be better off watching the show first, but it makes very little difference.
0: So, did you jump into the game then just recently? To I didn't know what well, I've,
1: I've finished the game before anyway. I finished okay. the game two years ago. I've actually finished it. I finished it on PC when it came out. Was it four and a half years ago? Five years ago. Yeah. I've, I've like did another fifty percent on PS4 a few a few years ago as well. And now, but I watched the show you know yeah. in, in, a, in a weekend hardcore. And now, I've, now I've you know it, powering yeah. through it all, all again. um and to be honest, I think this time I actually enjoy it the most I've ever enjoyed it. Really? Out of everything. Yeah, I think I've had the best experience this time than I, than I had before.
0: Yeah, so I played it th- three years ago as well, but I only mm. played it for 10 hours. Again, it was a Christmas I went home yeah, to play. Yeah. And then I played it for about three, or 10 hours, and then I went back to England, and mm. I just never played it. Continued playing again. Um, and I kind of got bored of it, Yeah. I'll be honest. Fair enough. No, when I, I first, think I, I did as
1: well. Both. When I first started I it. Too.
0: Um, because I remember, I think I unchecked all the question marks I could in the very first area, which yeah, is White yeah. Orchard. And yeah. then we went to Velen. Yeah, Velen. Velen. Yeah going to velen i was just like oh there's like a thousand more check marks and i was like yeah i think that's seen enough yeah <laughs> so that's that's just what i did at yeah, the time no, fair enough. but I, having I, I streamed it that. i don't know if it's because i have people helping me through or just mm. en- engaging with me in between yeah. as well i am enjoying it like way more yeah uh, i can definitely definitely see obviously why it's such a popular game now in hindsight i have played this after i just played god of war yeah. a little bit i think god of war is the better rpg I'm going to be if I'm going to be real I think well, though the stories and characters are more interesting than the Witcher mm. but I much prefer the gameplay at least in yep. God of War cuz right now it seems like I don't know I just it's just all sword fights which I'm I mean, completely completely
1: honest I I wouldn't put the two I wouldn't compare the two at all not that they're not you know in the same ballpark I just don't really put them as as rivals, if you know what I mean. I, yeah, I, I think God of War is absolutely fantastic, and I love The Witcher three as well. I think they're both brilliant. Um, but the God of War feels much more like an action RPG to me, while The Witcher feels, you know, there's no decision making. God of War yeah. it's not really an RPG. It's an, you know, it's an, That's you a good know, point. It's, a, it's a, well, I don't know what you call it. It's some sort of you know third person action game, and, it's, and I absolutely love it. But and you do feel like you know, although there are no decisions made you do feel like you are playing as Kratos by the end of it because you get sucked in unlike Witcher which is so which is thick with decisions I mean yeah. the world is completely variable I think that's one of the things oh, um, that's a great point why I've enjoyed it so much more this time because you know I, I watched the series and I, you know, I started watching you know, random YouTube bits about it and all this sort of stuff and I thought a lot of people suggested the more you sort of fall into the game as in like okay, you think like okay I am this person you know really like more hardcore RPG the much more you'll enjoy it um and the, things, you know, like the first time i played it I, I viewed it as like almost any other you know open world game right yeah as you said i'll see a thousand chat marks I go, oh my god it's going to go do this one i'll do that one on this one I'll.... even though it's not really like that you you know it's it's much more of an intricate engaged world and the world changes around you things happen you know you'll you'll complete a, a what seems like an arbitrary thing now and then and you'll get or you'll get no because the whole point of the witcher there's no Good and bad decisions. Right. Everything is grey, and that's yeah. that's the big point of what he says all the time, and he says in the show as well. Um, you know, it's, it's about the lesser of evils. So a lot of the time, you make a decision. You know, that seems completely grey, leaves you feeling a bit. You know, it's not like oh, I've made the good choice or the bad choice. Um, you'll get almost no feedback as to your decision apart from something happens, but it will never be like you know. But then an hour later, five hours later, a character from that thing will pop up and say. Oh yeah, this happened because of what you did, or this is happened because of that. You know, and you know there are dependencies that happen based on your decisions. Um, I think the more and more those stack up, and the more you play it in one go, um, it becomes stronger and stronger. Um, But yeah, also you know I've played it, I played it through twice now, and I'm, I'm on my third time through, and you also see how many things change completely based on. Yes, seemingly small decisions you make now. Mm. You know, I couldn't remember the, the choices I made last time in a conversation, something different, and the whole thing changes completely. Yeah, yeah You yeah. know, I mean, the whole sorts of different things happen. I think it's absolutely fascinating.
0: Yeah, I think the longer I've gone, I stuck with it. The yeah. more I've enjoyed it, yeah. So I think I just, yeah, I shouldn't have just fallen off yeah. the first time.
1: You also don't make the mistake of thinking you've got to complete every quest and all this sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm um, just,
0: I'm blowing past. Yeah, I
1: mean, it even it even does it after I think, um, I think after three or four levels difference from you and a quest, which you'll get to very quickly just by doing the odd quest here, it gives you no experience from completing quest anyway. So yep. you you don't never need to worry about it. just do whatever sounds interesting. I wouldn't worry at all about yeah. 100 setting everything. It's you know, it take a long time. Um. But also, I think a lot of people tend to often, you know, do the opposite of you and just focus on the main quests and blow through them. Well, I think actually, to be honest, a lot of the side quests are actually better written than some of the main quests. Some of the yeah, arbitrary so side quests. That's the
0: good thing with having the chat. They're yeah. like, we know this quest. Go yeah. do that one. Yeah, they yeah. like, we really like that one. that I, I asked them yeah. not to spoil, obviously, which they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's really helpful. So they're, they're basically guiding me and yeah, directing me into the best content. Absolutely. Which definitely makes it really interesting. But the thing I like the most about it is just like the lore and the stories. Absolutely. And then the reading fantastic. the glossary and the bestiary and mm-hmm. seeing all the different types of like monsters. That yeah. They come up and and uh, I think it was one of the Baron's quests where he had. Yeah, his I mean, he's he's one
1: of my favorite characters. He's one people, of my favorite arcs to so be like. Yeah, people really love that. The Red I, Baron.
0: Brilliant. I loved it at the beginning and then I just kind really? of stopped caring have you met
1: him <laughs> have you have you completed his arc have you completed his arc
0: I think so yeah with okay. the three crones and all that okay. and he gets his wife back and okay. you know, spoilers okay. so Sorry. I was going to say
1: that's one of about four different things that can happen oh um, right I mean yeah I know yeah, yeah.
0: people have told me that yeah they're yeah, like yeah, yeah. interested to see what choices I made mm. but it was when they asked see the thing was like oh do you want to go back to the swamp and find yeah. his wife and I was like no and everyone was like, "What the hell? Like, you have to complete the quest, or you, you want to finish off his arc." And I was like, "Oh, I felt like I was done, <laughs> to yeah, be honest." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, and you know, he's a guy that beats his wife or whatever, so it wasn't like terribly. That,
1: that's the whole once again. Like, that's the whole thing it's all completely grey. Well, that's There's what no they were They it's were like, "Oh, he beats his wife, options, but he feels bad and exactly. stuff." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, <laughs> still beats his
0: wife." I don't. Yeah, that's just how I interpreted it. <laughs> yes, yeah. this,
1: this is a medieval bad for him where... about
0: his, his child, yeah. and then it was like turned into a botchling Absolutely. and that's the whole kind of lore was so interesting. And then like I wanted to help him there, but then I was like. Oh, you know, I've I've kind of gotten what I need to know now because Mike. Mm. I always feel like I'm playing as Geralt. I care about Ciri. I don't really care about yeah, yeah. the Baron's wife yeah. necessarily. I've done what I need to do to get as far to get the information to know where Ciri is yeah. to progress.
1: But but I mean, to, to be honest, that's also a perfectly valid way of playing it. You don't have yeah. to go and do anything, and you you, you can RPG it as you don't really care about that sort of stuff at all because really Geralt doesn't care. His point is he does it for stuff. But that's you know, how I
0: felt. Yeah. Yeah, and
1: he, he doesn't really care. That's kind of us that you know he's he, he's a good guy ish, but you know, if if the bad choice is paying more money generally is like the bad you'll do, you'll do the bad yeah. choice unless it's horrendous um, but yeah there's so much that you, you've literally you just sort of after the Baron and stuff and you know well, you I think I'm at the, the point surface. where
0: I went to Novigrad yeah. and then I'm supposed to go to Skellig I haven't no. gone there yet Okay, so that's yeah, where yeah. so that's yeah. you're
1: about you're about like level Seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty—around that. So where you go, where you yeah. go to Skellige. Um, um, but yeah, so that's—you've barely scratched the surface of the, of the story. You know, the story and everything. Yeah, there's so much to do.
0: Are you a loot hunter when you play the game? Do you look for the best armor and stuff um, like that? And...
1: I didn't. The first time, I didn't care at all. And, and <laughs> but now, I think some some of the most interesting bits are the. Um, the Witcher gear quest I don't know if you've done yeah, any Yeah, people like keep telling me the Viper, me the Viper that. School and uh, um, the Griffin School and all those. Are most, those are interesting because they're upgradable bits of gear. But gear in The Witcher is not a big, a big deal. To be honest, it's all if you as long as you're if, if you're playing on a regular-ish difficulty, it's very, very minimal. The the games, yeah, that, you know, the games. That's how that I thought, and you don't need to. Most um, people seem
0: to care about how it looks more than anything. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> I change much more based on how it looks. And there's a thing. There's so many good storylines, and they. Or you get you get so many good um, legendary swords that look cool and have great stories that I always read about people you don't want and, and oftentimes they're side grades, you just don't want to throw them away because they're such cool stories attached to them like yeah. oh I spent 45 minutes on this amazing quest here with you know all this sort of stuff but yeah I mean that's that's I think for me it's one of the best games ever made I absolutely love it I think the more you play it the, the more you'll, you know the more you enjoy it. Um, and that's not even touching on the um, the DLCs, which are absolutely huge and expensive. Yeah, so, so people so, are telling so me
0: to get them as well. I mean, I'll probably get them if I beat when I beat the yeah. game. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, to be honest, if 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 it, you know if you find yourself dropping off the game, I would recommend you can also do it as well, where you just start the DLCs fresh, and it'll it makes your pre-made character at that level. Oh right. Jump it. So you know if you get bored of the base game, but like oh, I want to experience a bit of the DLC, you can jump straight into it. And I'd highly recommend doing that if you got to that point. Mm-hmm. You can just jump into it because the DLCs are fantastic as well.
0: Um. So you know, look at a couple of other games. You've been mm. playing Total War Warhammer. I'm interested to hear what yeah. you yeah. Well, quite a lot of after that. the um, that Shadow and Blade DLC after
1: Shadow and the Blade. Yeah, which is, which which I really liked. Something different, although um, uh, although Uh-oh. Malice, Malice Darkblade is a is a really shit lord to play with. He's, he's completely, Why is that? He's terrible because um, it's, it's just his mechanics are kind of ruin you in the long run. You've got to you've got to. Com- I don't know if you played it or no. Like I don't myself. know. So so he's you know he's a wandering. Dark Elf Lord, who you know, he's so he's down in um, not last year, the other continent. I can't remember. No, um,
0: oh, oh. he's he's southeast, isn't he, in Mortal Empires? Or oh, did you um, play him in the Vortex? I played him in the Vortex. Oh right, I yeah, I don't know where he is
1: um, he's. So he's down in the very, very south. Why did yeah, you play Vortex? Most. most
0: people always say to play the other one.
1: Yeah, I know, but I couldn't be bothered to. And I also I started playing him. <laughs> I started playing him on Vortex before I realised. Um, how significantly um the timing Improved. the the, yeah, the, the yeah. improvements was. And then I've played Mortal Empire since then. Right. Um but, but anyway,
0: yeah. go on yeah. But yes, yeah, so
1: he's really he's really fun to play with. You know, he he's obviously his point is he's possessed. He starts off with his um a black arc and his full army in the very, very southeast corner of the map. Um but Southwest. he's also Pardon? Southwest. southeast. Oh is it? Yeah. I Alyssa, you... I, my, no, no, southeast, definitely. Southeast corner Okay, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I would have yeah. thought,
0: because that's where he's in Mortal Empires. But yeah. I thought you said the other oh, way sorry, I might
1: be getting issues But he, basically, <laughs> he's, me, he's at the bad. south of the map, he's, he's miles away. And yeah. he also still has a um, completely unprotected city um, up where the, where the Dark Elves start as well, where Malekith and all those guys are up in the. Right. Up in the uh, Naggarath. Yeah, Nagaranth. Literally below Naggarond. Yeah. Um, so you've got that there is undefended, and you can choose to you can choose very early in the game to either sack that and just become a fully arc, or, or vice versa, and keep it, which I which I did. Um, but yeah, so he's got some really interesting stuff where he's basically possessed, and halfway through battles and things like that, he can turn into a demon, all this sort of stuff, and right. and, and various other cool mechanics there. But. Um, but his campaign mechanics are sort of very arbitrary. You're constantly ticking up into like a state of demonhood, as it were, which has huge public order penalties. It gives you like minus ten public order, like minus twenty percent replenishment across everything. Mm. You can't stop it ticking up really um, without him sitting in a garrison. And then arbitrarily, you've got to continually um, every 20, 15 turns, whatever, you've got to you've got to pay. Basically, a fee to Malachith of like twenty thousand gold to stop yourself from becoming a demon. Oh, some, right. some very convoluted mechanics. What happens if you do you, become
0: a demon? Pardon? What happens? If you well, do nothing. Become
1: a but you, and it's fine. But then you get such severe penalties oh, at some point. You right. have to, if you want to do any sort of empire building at all, you have to pay the money to um yeah to uh, to, to reset it basically. Um, so yeah, that has really good battlefield bonuses, but it can ruin you. You know, you can't. It's not viable for a campaign. Um, so yeah, so he does that sort of stuff, and um and yeah, so it makes the the campaigns very convoluted. it's always fun to players in. in in, uh, in battles uh, I'm not the biggest fan of him in, in campaign what about Snick um, so I, I've played a bit of him I didn't play less because to be honest I'm, I'm um,
0: not a fan of Skaven
1: I'm, no no I am about Skaven I'm, I'm all about um, all about Claw. to be honest I, I, I love my Claw because he's just an absolute <laughs> lunatic I love that um, yeah, yeah and, but, is he the one that
0: can blow people
1: up he's the one that has uh, warp um what you call Walk Noops, you know, yeah, noob, yeah whatever they are that blows stuff up. He's the one that does all this sort of stuff. He's got the best artillery. He's got the best units. He's just the most fun because he's an absolute lunatic as well, and I quite like that in the character. Um, but um, yeah, and then um, was it what's, what's the guy's name? Um, what's Snick? New... Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's fun. He's always cool. He's got his tail. He's got his tail dagger and stuff like that. And he's pretty <laughs> awesome. But I just didn't grab me quite as much as I think Claw
0: Did so favourite race in Warhammer? <sighs> Oh, that's... In Total War, Warhammer. Uh, yeah, no, no, I understand okay. how it works. <laughs> well, just in case you were going to say, like, Ogre Kingdoms, but they're not in there yet. Oh, yeah, so, no, yeah. I, don't, I
1: don't know the lore particularly like, on Warhammer anyway. Me um, but um, <sighs> probably probably Skaven. Skaven, yeah. Skaven or Dwarves, I really like Dwarves as well. Dwarves are awesome. Here. Dwarves are absolutely awesome. I hate
0: Skaven, but I love dwarves. I, I, I like mean, vampire counts. They're I, my favourite. Yeah,
1: vampire counts are cool. Vampire counts are cool. But I used to hate Skaven until I realised for some reason they've got the best artillery and the best of a bunch of other stuff as well. And their characters are hilarious.
0: And you like dwarves, yeah. You like artillery-heavy factions. I do like
1: artillery. And that's vampire counts putting probably my third as well because I really like them too. Just, I mean, just a doom stack of Necrofex Colossus and just walk over the whole game. Uh,
0: That's Tomb Kings.
1: No, Effects Colossus. No, sorry. I think, I'm thinking of... um, Terrorgeist? No, you know, the, the giant... No, they are Necro that's the Tomb Kings. No, what? Well, okay, what are the?
0: Um... <laughs> are you talking this, the Tomb Kings as in no, no, like the, the, the desert va- skeletons? No, I'm talking about Vampire Coasts, the giant. Oh, thing. Vampire Coast. Sorry, yeah, vampire I thought Coast. you meant Vampire Counts. No, I no, said va- Vampire Counts.
1: Vampire, yeah. Oh, Vampire Counts! Oh, sorry, Vampire Counts are cool as well. Yeah, I mean, have, Vampire have...
0: Coasts do have the uh, yeah the. Yeah, yeah the
1: exactly. Right. Vampire Vampire it's like Counts the walking, as
0: well. cannon arm. Yeah, basically. exactly. Yeah, yeah those yeah, which yeah.
1: which are just unbeatable. They're the best Doom stack in the game by miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like vampire cast too. They're all right, but they, I mean, just wind, I know they're pretty standard. And they
0: haven't been like overhauled or whatever. But yeah. I still love them. They're yeah, no, they cool. I mean,
1: they've they've had loads of changes though. They in the last packs they had a bunch of changes. They had um, Helmand Gorst from the vampire. He got he got buffed and changed completely, and, and yeah, and a few other bits and stuff. They've they had some they had some changes. They've had some units and all sorts of stuff going on.
0: Other games that I've been playing: Escape from Tarkov. Yep, you played that a lot. We got you. To, we tried to get you to play. Yeah, that a while yeah. Ago. So
1: I don't really play it too much, but pretty I do wa- hardcore. Yeah, I watch it. I watch it streams on quite a lot on Twitch because I do find it interesting. Other people playing it.
0: Yeah. So lately, it's had that massive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, massive bump on Twitch because yeah. they've integrated it with the Twitch loot or whatever it is. Yeah. You can watch streams basically, and you could get items in game if you watch people mm-hmm. who are streaming it. Really good move. Turned out a bunch of streamers then jumped on the bandwagon for that. And they got tons of exposure, yep. and then loads of people bought the game. Their servers are overloaded. Mm-hmm. Really great. I'm happy for them. Um, and they just came out with a new patch just before yep. that. And that new patch, since you've probably played, you know, added something called the hideout. So there's this like side compartment of yep. your of your menu, basically, where you can now. I'm only just starting to do it last night. Is start to you can invest money and items that you find. So basically, in Escape from Tarkov, mm. just to establish it for people who may not know, because yeah. a lot of people don't know about. It cause it's not no. on Steam. Essentially, what it is, it's. Uh, There's a big open map, and you go in, and whatever you take (laughs) in—it's just a loud car outside. There's a big map, and when you go in, whatever you take in, you get to keep as long Mm -hmm. as you get out, and whatever you find, you take, you keep as long as you get out. It's an extraction game. You come across AI and players, so it's PvP and PvE. You don't have to kill any players. You don't have to kill any AI if you can just avoid them. You can get stuff and get out Mm -hmm. if you want. But obviously, the best loot is on other players. Typically, you want to kill them, take it, and get out. Um, and then the, the way the extractions work is you have a different extraction zone based on where you spawned in. So the idea is that you cross paths with other people who are on the opposite end of the math, map and so on and so forth. So that's basically how it works. Now, the metagame of that is what they've really been expanding. Previously, you could loot pretty much everything in the game, mm. such as screws, packs of cigarettes, all this like random stuff that yeah. you really need. Uh, but now they developed a hideout. So in your uh, menu, you can basically say like, oh, I've got like 20 screws. I've got 20 bolts or whatever. I can put together like a generator because that's how that works. And uh, if you have a fuel canister, you Good can pa- yeah, yeah. <laughs> You can basically power it and then you can actually craft items mm. as long as your place is powered. And it's really um, MMO-like yeah, uh, yeah. in a way because it could take like 2 hours to craft something it's yeah. not just instant and you have to leave your generator running and it consumes the oil or the fuel so you have to like it's really weird because you can't just i was tempted to do it before i went to bed because yeah. i just unlocked it and i was like oh no i don't want to i'm not going to be up in 2 hours to turn this generator off yeah yeah so uh, it's really weird the way they've done it but that's just that's the way it is and it's cool okay. and then you can pay more to upgrade those things even further cool. reduce their consumption and so what
1: benefit does that generator have exactly? to so
0: along with the high, well the generator so for instance i have a med station yeah. and i can make my own meds okay. so if you find stuff like painkillers bandages uh Clothes, wraps, and things like that. You can then come out with like a Salua kit, which is yeah. like a medical pack uh, that's bundled into one that you can use multiple times. So stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, but you need to have your med station powered in order to do the crafting. Yeah, yeah. So what you have to do is build your generator. It's the first thing you kind of have to set up. Yeah. And then gets find fuel. I was lucky enough to find like a load of fuel. And it's super valuable. It's like eighty thousand just mm-hmm. for one fuel, um, and that comes with sixty units of fuel. And it takes about one unit if for every like thirty yeah, yeah. Min- every thirty minutes or so. Mm-hmm. So I left it on, and it crafted that up over 30 minutes. I set a timer on my phone, booted the game back up, and then like turned it off. It's yeah. really weird, but it's fun. So the interesting thing, though, that they also added to the game was a flea market so now you can actually trade with other players yeah I on this that. like yeah. really awesome it's almost like a steam market like thing built into the game Do you, you remember
1: when diablo 3 launched and it had the, the auction house yep exactly very similar like that, yeah. you just
0: list whatever price you want you can actually say like i'll sell this gun for an item you can list any yeah. item you want as a trade and multiple items you can only list three things at once though so you can't just bombard it and you actually yeah. paid to list things mm-hmm. so you also just can't bombard it yeah um but it's really awesome because now i just did for the first time i got to the point where i set up a little crafting station I had some bits and bobs that I was able to combine into like circuit boards and other things. Yeah. I'm thinking about like how he's doing this like a hammer and a nail. It comes out with like a very advanced chip. But anyway, yeah. So I sold that then. I put it on the market and it sold for like forty thousand. And individually, the items are only worth five. So it's just interesting to be able to like get a micro economy up, even just selling and crafting junk. You know. Uh, so it's kind of cool side yeah, yeah. side way of playing yeah. the game. Um, but those are the two major things that they've added. They also had yeah. another map and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but yeah, so I, oh. I love the game. You know, yeah, it's yeah. super hard to learn, super difficult. Yeah. But I've been playing with Richard, and I played with Sam last night as well, mm-hmm. another one of my friends. And uh, he it's his first time playing, so I was kind of guiding him through a bit. Thanks for the invite
1: yeah <laughs> sorry literally online all right. I mean I was well not wasn't hidden. wasn't I wasn't hidden wasn't what? anything I was literally online all night but thank you okay well I'll invite cool. you next time then we'll
0: guide you through Got god that yeah. guiding two absolute noobs through uh, and I'm not um, the I'm not the best myself but we but, actually had two really great runs we yeah. managed to get out
1: no I liked it it's never really stuck with me to be honest it's more because you know I, I play a bit of everything really I play kind of too many things I you know and um, targets one of those games. We do have to, have, you know, fairly significant time investment to get the skill and stuff up. And I yep. like, I like. That's why I like watching it because I do enjoy it. and I think it's a cool game, but I don't. I'm not. I know I'm not going to commit enough time to a game. What I view as just like a shooter like yeah. that to really get the most out of it.
0: It's um, crazy. As well. It's so much handy, handier when you have a guy or a person to help you guide you through absolutely. the game. Yeah, because they can just tell you because it's. I for, completely forgot. It was just playing with Sam. He was mm. like, "How do I know where my extractions are?" It's like, yeah, "You don't." Exactly. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> you got to look it up online, or you have another monitor. Yeah, that's the thing. So it's um, so
1: unuser friendly. You know, a yeah. un- new, new, new person. Friends, and then new he, friendly. he
0: like went to an area, and it was, uh, or we went to an area, and it was um, mm. optional. So it might be online, it might yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. So we went down, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it's not working." I, I'm supposed to look at like this. Usually yeah. a, a smoke grenade or a light or something mm. to let you know that the yeah. extraction is open. It wasn't there. But um, um, the thing yeah. is, I, although, you know,
1: it's I'm, you know, it's not really one me. I absolutely love that it's doing well because it shows that a game like that can do well and yeah. it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be hold your hand and all this stuff, it can be, as you know, because that is, that is, it's easily the most brutal, unuser friendly game, yeah. you know, game that exists and people still love it and it's, you know, becoming massive at the moment and yeah. so I love the fact that it's doing well for that reason, that it doesn't have to be, you know, that it can be that type of game and it's going to do well.
0: Um but yeah, just generally speaking, anyway, it's been sucking me back in. I keep mm. playing it every, every couple of days. The other thing, then last thing to mention as well, is you can insure items before you go into it. Yeah, match, yeah, I've seen that. And then yeah. like it'll come back to you in like a day or two mm. if the person didn't take the item out of the raid. Yep. Um, so that's like another reason that it actually does make you kind of force you to log in every mm-hmm. other day because I'm like, oh, yeah, I wonder if I got any items back if I die yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, and it's always it's such a burn, and I really don't like it when you do log in, like, mm. you miss the guy because it's yeah, like yeah. he's there for 24 hours. And he's like if you log in like let's say i didn't play it for a day or yeah. two days or whatever i went to ireland recently for a wedding came back guy was like sorry mate you missed me or whatever i sold your guns i was like what yeah. <laughs> was like what <laughs> but it was so, so nice it's like oh so you got my weapons and you sold them benefits so just do great. not care i still like this yeah. I still bother,
1: which, which i respect but
0: yeah. You know,
1: yeah super fun game though um i've been playing rainbow six back in rainbow six siege again mm. that's my love i played it you know Probably, Peaking peak simulator yeah yeah <laughs> literally peak simulator i probably put 1500 hours a thousand hours into that on, on, on seriously no, no no on ps4 i was going to say in ps4 okay. um but... years you know i think that was my main shooter game with all, all my mates on ps4 for, for years for the last three four years found it again recently bought it for you know like five pounds on a steam sale whatever it was you know a few weeks ago and I've fallen absolutely in love with it again um i think it's by far the best multiplayer shooter there is on you know on the market the depth the you know the quality of everything I think it's absolutely I think you told
0: me recently I've said I'd I'd like to play it again it's just that um, I always feel like Mm. I don't know the maps right and I feel like that's like the main one of the biggest things is knowing how to play (laughs) and knowing the maps but you were saying that there's like you can play against people your skill level there is yeah there, there's a there's a new newcom- i didn't think that there's a, there's a newcomer
1: mode the first thing you have on there well firstly it puts you through, into training which you know isn't the, isn't the best training in the world but it, it helps it has offline training modes but it has a the, the first playlist you get access to is the newcomer playlist which you can only play if you're under a certain level yeah um so although some people in there like myself i'm in that place at the moment because but i you know i played 1500 hours on ps4 the majority of people in that playlist are newer yeah and absolutely if you don't if you don't have the maps you know it becomes a lot harder but to be honest, I think that's kind of the best way to learn because it is—it's a team-oriented game. There is no—if you go solo, of course you can do very well. But generally speaking, you all have your different pros and strengths. Uh, you know, yeah, um, yeah. strengths and weaknesses as operators, and you operate best as a team. So your best bet is sticking with the people around you, just following whatever wherever they're going, you follow them. You will learn the maps just by you know being on them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and yeah, I think you'll you'll pick up the better way to play the game that way anyway. But I think that's for my money is that that is the shoot the Drag me back in. I mean, they keep seeing this huge boost in player numbers ever since that game was dead years ago, and now it's back with massive player numbers. It's so popular, I think it's fantastic.
0: Um, last one would be then you said you were playing Outer Worlds
1: yeah Outer Wilds no, not Outer Worlds Outer oh, Wilds
0: that's the big problem with that game is everyone yeah. uh, apparently so anyways that like people always confuse the two and that yeah, one is do. just getting lost in the weeds I've heard it's actually super good
1: Outer Worlds came out six months for Outer Worlds at least yeah, yeah no but yeah, I still but, just I mean but, that's but, just what I've anecdotally Outer Worlds is unlike any game I've ever played in my whole life and I think you would love it you could, you could you'd finish it in Five to ten hours, depending on you know your skill. It might take you a bit longer. It might take, you. Might do it quicker, actually, to be honest, because yeah. literally. But it's so hard to describe. Because unlike anything else, I'm sure you know. I'm sure a lot of people listening will have at least heard of it or come across it because it's, you know, it's. um I actually don't know what it is. Really? Okay. Yeah. So so basically, with without it, it's hard to spoil it. Like but basically, without it, you're you're you wake up as you know a, a person. You're not quite a person, but you're a different alien race. But you're, you're basically a person on a planet in. Uh, a fully fleshed out solar system with what seven different planets um and you're and basically what happens is you know this is your furnace out in the first 20 minutes it's not a spoiler you'll find out that you know first time you die you go on a big loop everything refreshes you wake up again like nothing okay. happened no one else is aware you're aware you've got your same memories yeah. no one else no one around you knows um and obviously your job is then exploring um and but obviously that's that is the essence of the game but that it doesn't do it justice at all because what you find is that it's a solar system with the most interesting planets ever completely fleshed out like yeah for example i said once again you'll see all this stuff it's not really spoilers but one of mm-hmm. the sets of planets is two planets that are rotating around the solar system together like tw- they're called the twins one of them is a, is a big sand desert planet the other one's a big rocky planet the gravity of the rocky planet is stronger so it's consistently pulling sand off the other planet and Although in, in most games that would just be a visual thing or whatever, in this game, it is a physical thing. If you're walking around the um, the the rocky planet and you're in an underground chamber, you will see the sand level g- rising okay. gradually over the course of um, over the course of your lifespan. And um, you know, on the opposite to that, on the sand twin, you will see more and more structures being uncovered as the sand level goes down. Oh, right. So everything is you know. A lot of t- another one, probably the first planet you'll go to, is a um, <clears throat> is a planet that. Once, you know, it looks completely normal from the outside. Once you go underground, there's a black hole at the center of this planet sucking bits of the planet in. So if you go, you know, each each time cycle is about twenty minutes long. So if you go there
0: the, I feel like a black hole would destroy the planet. Well it's
1: not quite a black hole, but it's that sort of thing. Okay. And it, and it is destroying the planet. Okay. If you go there in the first minute, the whole planet's basically intact, everything everything's there is underground, it's all there. Go there a minute, twenty. There's almost no crust left. The planet's essentially being pulled in piece uh, by piece right. of the black hole. So there's some things you literally cannot questions you cannot answer if you don't go at the right time. If you don't go early enough, yeah, because it's that bit of information has been lost in, in the. Well, black that hole seems the same and, then why, as the sand
0: yeah. and rocky planet, right? So it's like depending on which one you go Absolutely. to, first, yeah.
1: yeah. So there's there's whole areas in the rocky planet and, and vice versa that you cannot get to, and that's a big part of it. Oh, um, so, but I mean, uh, I I probably couldn't. I, I recommend that game on over almost anything else because it's, it's a fairly short time. It's so you don't have to put a massive time investment. You can literally play in twenty minute segments. And every what, What's sing- the gameplay? FPS? Um yes, it's gameplay is first person, but you, there's no shooting or anything, like, there's no combat and it's all exploration. Oh, right. You know, ship mechanics boosting around, that sort of stuff. This it's exploration, but that just doesn't cover it. But what's good about it is because it's um you know, twenty minute life cycles, you know, which you die after twenty minutes, everything resets. Um the good thing is you can literally play the game and every single twenty minutes you will get something new out of it. Um and you will never ever you'll never play 20 minutes and go, oh, I didn't learn anything that time. You'll right. learn something new every single time. You can play it, you play, tw- you play it 20 minutes a day, you you know, it would take you a little longer but you would have a great time every single time you do it. And I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever played a game that has honestly made, you know, jaw-dropping moments like that game has when you land on something and go, oh my God, look what they've done here. Sounds awesome. And it's absolutely fantastic. Because I love
0: like, uh, no Man's Sky, for instance, yeah, yeah. and space, yeah. and outer so, worlds. So cool. this is
1: like all the best bits of No Man's Sky. Uh, but, but like a custom a mu- planet, like a yes, crafted planet. Exactly, yeah. the crafted planets that are all so intricate, full of stuff to explore and mm. full of stuff to find, but with all the flying-type mechanics of like No Man's Sky, it's absolutely fantastic. I can't recommend it highly enough.
0: Sounds good. Um, we were going to do questions, comments, topics, but I didn't actually put out the call for mm. questions Excellent. with enough time well, <laughs> for this first episode. But in future... You know what i'd like to be able to do actually is uh like for instance if anyone wrote in or asked about let's say uh the alienware hardware thing mm. that we talked about at the beginning yeah. or escape from tarkov saying that certain thing like we could actually intersperse their questions throughout the stories mm-hmm. and say like just you know escape from tarkov dev says x y and z and john has to say blah blah, blah. Yes. what do you think of this blah, blah blah and then you know feed in the questions as the stories happen and then at the end if there's anything we didn't get to that are still kind of relevant to yeah. talk about, we can uh, we can answer them there. But mm-hmm. I've got a question for Go. you. What do you think about, uh, a lot of people always ask me this, and it's just generally about the Epic game Store in buying exclusive games out of Steam. So for instance, Anno 1800 was a yeah. game that was listed on Steam. Yeah. It was up for pre-order. It had some pre-orders. And then Epic, I guess, uh, bought the what? rights to yeah. it for a year. And then it got removed off Steam, but people who bought it can still play it there, yeah. but everyone else can't, and now it's on Epic. Thoughts?
1: So, I, I've got nothing against it per se I mean it's free market they can buy stuff if, if, if Steam want to sell it then, then or if the developers sorry, you know, would rather sell it to them which they do because they, they say they're cheaper aren't they, than Steam or take a smaller cut than Steam whatever it does fair enough although obviously as a consumer it's an absolute pain in the ass it splits the community I like to use Steam wherever possible, and the, but these days, you know, I've got to have, you know, I've got my Origin launcher half the time. I've got my Epic Store launcher. I've got my Microsoft Game Pass launcher. I've got Steam. You, I, you know, i forget, you play. Yeah, you play. Yeah, exactly, you play now all the time because Rainbow Six runs a few plays even yep. via Steam. Um, I've got my my uh, my GOG good old games launcher as well. I've got so many launches. It's, you know, it's absolutely insane considering a few years ago, you know, 99% of everything was on Steam. Um, and although obviously, you know, that's kind of understandable. Steam had a massive monopoly that was never going to last for a long time time um it's just you know it is, it is an absolute pain in the ass would, but,
0: you, would you have you bought any games on epic
1: yeah, yeah i use epic as well but to be honest mate um I bought, <laughs> 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 I can't remember, for example yeah a good example so i wanted the um the outer world not the outer Wilds. outer worlds the, the fallout style yeah. um, obsidian game that was um epic store exclusive and it's
0: game pass though i got it on that
1: um actually you're right yes sorry, you're absolutely right actually that's where i played that on yeah i, I got it there Epic games. I've played things like Satisfactory. Yes. That, and yeah. On Epic games and a few other bits like that. Sorry. Um. Yeah. I can't. I can't remember. i so many different things at the moment. But um. The two yeah. feel the
0: same. Those two. Xboxes they do. Yeah. That's the other thing. thing. That
1: those two both feel the exact same. They to look. Me.
0: Yeah. They're just similar in presentation. I always get the two confused. I think, well. I
1: think I actually downloaded it for Satisfactory, and since then I picked up a couple of other things. But Satisfactory is the only game I own on it, which is a great um, game. Boardlands three as well. That's what I own that too, because it came out on, on Epic Store exclusive too. And that was, oh, yeah. that was a game I was looking forward to big time. I, so I had that. to get that. Um. But obviously, generally speaking, I will always download on Steam whenever I can. Just, but that's. More of a you know misguided yeah. sense of but you're not loyalty. an anti.
0: You, would you, for instance, dislike the trailers of Anno or a game that was only no, on Epic? No,
1: no, I think that's just ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> well,
0: some people do. Yeah, I know. I, I, I made, made satisfactory, and I got a lot of hate for
1: it. Yeah, I know. But I think people just yeah yeah people are, are so used to Steam now. They you know they are just they are Valve fanboys, and I love Valve and I love Steam. Same here. But like if
0: I could have everything I on want, I would agree absolutely. But I don't understand the no. The vitriol yeah, <laughs> that comes from having to get downloaded. Like, I understand. That at the
1: end of the day, they are games companies, and they're all trying to make money or save money wherever they yeah. can. If a company offers them a better deal, of course they're going to go with that. You know, you know, going to go with that
0: company. Um, yeah, I've kind of just given in because, especially with, I think the turning point for me is the Xbox Game Pass. Yeah it was just too good to pass such up such a good value and so was, good value I started playing Forza and a few other games i got Hellblade now Sending yep. a Sacrifice yep. loads of games Metro Exodus I've got a lot of games on there it's Yeah. like Jesus these games are so good yeah, the value
1: I mean there's so many you know, triple, triple A games on there and not even as they release even, yeah exactly as they release it's yeah. just an absolute no brainer now there's there's some great games on there and well, um, I think it's such good value there's, obviously I've got the Origin Pass as well which which I used to have that until Xbox yeah exactly Xbox. I, I've still got it because it's still got some stuff I like on there but I mean that you know the value on that changes because it's you know it's a bit more niche it's just origin games but even then I still think that's a good value um, yeah you know, good value overall but yeah the, the Xbox Game Pass is, is absolutely fantastic and I, we can't recommend it highly enough for anyone really
0: um, and I think that's going to be it how do you feel yeah. it went
1: you talk very fast I do talk very fast I mean I can talk slow I can talk
0: slow hello hello uh, but no um, no no I think it was a good first run it's alright yeah we did we but did yeah us. leave us your Testing. feedback in the comments on YouTube so questions like I said if we, people do want to ask questions they think of something during the week when they see a story mm. and they even just want to help us yeah. out you know for early content and stuff like that just to be part of the show as well It'd be great to get some questions and comments concerns topics written in uh, that can be written on the YouTube comments and as well on Patreon there'll be a Patreon post that anybody can write on you don't have to be a patron but the idea is that we trap some of you there.
1: So we are we are a democracy. So you know whoever does better in this will take over the Republic of Play Channel. So if you like, and, you know, let's play the average So if you liked it, <laughs> an, an an upvote means you like Darren more. A downvote means you like me more, and I will take it over. No, I, please I, I, don't I'm, downvote it. Don't downvote
0: <laughs> it. I can put a YouTube poll in in the cards. You see that? Yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, do that. Just don't downvote. You are anything. losing your channel, boy. <laughs> Uh, alright so thanks very much for cool. joining me today it's oh, been Toby. my pleasure and we'll hopefully thanks do this every me. second week I hope I hope we'll see if we can stick to it we'll see it's really up to Toby Yeah. <laughs> alright <laughs> bye bye